because I just like talking about Star Wars on Carbon Scoring, and here we are. Hello. Hi. Ken. Hey, how are you doing this week? I'm. Is it a new week? Is it a week? Is it a month? I mean, it's been is like it two years. I don't even know. It's every other two. What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, no, time, time, time does not pass when you're in the, the slipstream. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Words, good. Do you think... So. Okay, hold on. We have to introduce our guest first before I ask my question because I think everybody has to participate in the answer to this question. Hello, Lauren. Hi. Um, I'm Lauren. Happy Hi. to be here. Hi, Lauren. Uh, thank you for joining us. As we have said a couple times before, Kit's out. Kit's going to be out for a while, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. He's got Congratulations. Some, he's got some stuff to deal with. Uh, so we have great guests coming in to help us out and it's really fun to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me real quick. For those. Yeah. Go for it, Ken. I would say, uh, for those who've listened, uh, in the past, I've mentioned a previous podcast I did called the geek offensive. Uh, that was a couple years ago. Now we actually had an episode where we talked about game of thrones and on that, one of those episodes, both Andy and Lauren, uh, came in and we talked a good long, probably hour and a half two hours Way all about <laughs> yeah <laughs> all about game of thrones and it was a good pod and so i was like hey we need another person for the, we need another person for the episode who can we reach out to i'm like i know someone who's a star wars fan and there's good chemistry let's get this guy yeah uh what is what is number one your pilot if you needed a pilot lauren we got in to get to know you for a second to get you and you're not allowed to say han solo from Coruscant to Kessel, and then hide you somewhere in the Outer Rim. Who are you going to pick? It doesn't have to be a smuggler. Um, I just mean the talent. You can do the, the smuggling. Talent? You can hmm. do the smuggling. See, I'm not, I'm not like super well-versed in like <laughs> obscure Star Wars okay. pilots. Doesn't but I think, I think Hondo Onaka would make the ride enjoyable for sure. Oh, yeah. See, that counts. And that's, that's relative. I'm going to say that that's obscure. In the new world of Star Wars that we live in, which is a good world, I'm going to say, where a lot of casual people are watching The Mandalorian and loving it, and if you said Honda Onaka to them, they would think you're the nerd. That's probably fair. I'm just he's saying. Like, he's at Disneyland now, though. Like, oh, he's a, a good point. thing there. So, I'm, I mean, I haven't I'm been wrong. yet, but, like, he's no, right. on the new Millennium Falcon ride in some capacity, so. Not, not some run. capacity, a big capacity. <laughs> I haven't been. I've I've <laughs> I've, uh, I've only been to the back end of the cantina. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I would say, however, I went on that Millennium Falcon ride, and I texted Ken while in the line to that ride, and I said, "Who is this Hondo Onaka guy?" Oh, there you go. So that that might have been the beginning of the road there of watching Rebels, and then going back and watching Clone Wars, and then. All that sort of okay. We've met Lauren. <laughs> hyperspace. Does time pass when you're in hyperspace? Oh hell, I don't know. On um, the ship, I mean, it does. I'm I'm asking because, like, you know, there's other sci-fi that time dilation of leaving the planet and all that sort of stuff. You know, like in Alien and all that other. You leave Earth, you age at a different speed than everyone else. Yeah, think, for does sure. hyperspace effect? We need I don't think Star Wars physicist. has time dilation. Oh, um, that might be. I think I think 
when you're moving through hyperspace, you're if you spend two weeks in hyperspace, only two weeks is passed when you get out, mm. but you're you know far more than two weeks worth of travel time away. Ah, um, it's it's like another dimension you move mm. through, right? Um, maybe I don't I'm, I don't know the metaphysics of it. In terms but you're of moving faster than light, right? That's that's hyperspace, um, right? Are you mo- you're moving? I, is it is it FTL? I don't know if it's FTL. It's the stars it's are bending. Space whale travel, man. Well, <laughs> time does not pass on the space whale. I bet you when we see Ezra next, he will be very young. Oh, I could be really. I, that would be interesting. The, I'm just saying, him and Thrawn. Interesting. No, no time passing. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I'm. That's a bold statement. I don't know if that's true. I think we're gonna see. We're gonna have time passage. I mean, we. I think we're going to see an older, and as everyone is showing in, in their fan art, bearded Ezra. Is that really the thing? Ezra now yeah, has a beard? I, that's I like been that. the, a lot of fan stuff. They probably, like a like a Kanan beard? Yeah, a lot of them have drawn parallels there, at least in their, in their, they're like, oh, well, Kanan had a beard, and so like he, Ezra would do the same thing as he aged up, because he would feel yeah. maybe a connection there. Yeah, that's At fair. least that's what I've seen, so... Maybe he gets older, right? I mean, the space whale can't travel forever. But uh, when he gets out and he starts aging again, he should be younger, in theory, than he should be. Why? Because the space why, whale. Why does he? Yeah, but space whale. Okay, but the the idea, the conceit. The space whale is actually is, another dimension. No, this, it, this, it's just traveling through light speed they like can also just light thing. speed okay oh yeah, yeah that's right it is called light speed so there you go speed of light you are going faster than the world around you so you arrive quicker than you left right but there's still been like they still like I, that for a week's right. worth of travel they don't travel <laughs> they don't suddenly end up being like oh like they don't stay young it's not like every time we've seen faith even luke and everyone in a x-wing there's no time dilation there for them there's no time dilation for the Falcon. There's no, like, that hasn't been, I've never seen, aside from some comics, and that was just a matter of the just sustained stasis. Uh-huh. There's no real kind of, like, anti-aging thing there. I'd be curious. Maybe in the never forthcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series, you find out he's X hundred years old because he's been in space so much. Or is that why Yoda's so old? I'm really drawing this out. <laughs> i was I'm, I'm really curious as to where uh where, where your where your thread is that you're pulling from this that's gonna I'm touch just on. try not to get um, angry before we have to talk about the thing that was the reason we have to podcast oh okay um, what, what's uh, where's this anger i don't hate leads to the dark side what are you doing what's what's going on i sense much fear in you right that's what she says to grow grow <laughs> grow i always get it backwards is it it's grogu not gorgu yes it's grogu, grogu. grogu. Yeah. okay I don't know why. I just get tongue-tied. I can see it in my head, and then I do the wrong one. Okay. Well, spoilers. Uh, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, because that's the Star Wars thing. And uh, I was really excited about the last couple episodes. I assume both of you had positive feelings. Maybe not. I'm not want to speak for you, but uh, generally positive feelings, yes? Yeah, yeah. I had a blast with both of them. Okay. Do you want to go back to the Jedi first and we'll start from there? Uh, we can go back to the Jedi, yes. Because I texted you and I said, this was really cool. I enjoyed lots of it. And somehow we got to the point that fans were big mad 
about Lake Who. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is fans are going to fan whenever they can. So they'll be like, her Lake Who are too short. They're longer in, in Rebels, and that's before this. So why does she have shorter Lake Who? And, like... Really, that's the takeaway. Like, you got to see this awesome episode, and you're like, I don't know about those Leku. That's the problem I'm I'm having. Like, but what? But we we had sh- we had Michael Bean in this. We had <laughs> Kyle Reese was in this episode. Kyle Reese. And you want to you want to complain to me that he's all right? All right, let's let's focus on the wrong thing, guys. Let's... I th- we talked a little bit before the podcast started about constructive criticism, and uh, and that's not it. I don't think. And it made me <laughs> it made me initially roll my eyes and then the more I thought about it it made me mad that people couldn't take something that was objectively cool, which was that episode. We'll we'll talk about it because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about in there with like hidden droids and uh seventh fleet symbols and all that sort of stuff. But something that's objectively cool that people that didn't know who Ahsoka Tano were, didn't know that Beskar was immune to lightsabers, didn't know, you know, all these fun things popped up in this episode for fans. And like initially I said, I rolled my eyes and then I thought, no, I'm now upset because translating a cartoon to the real screen, how much better could you do? I, I don't think you could have. I think she's. I think I think that uh, Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job. I don't think she had the physicality for it. She had the presence on in on screen. I don't think you could have. Like this was fantastic. I mean, there was the little thing. The only the like my little bit of constructive criticism is maybe some of the lightsaber forms she used because she never held her lightsabers in that classic Ahsoka Tano way. Oh yeah, and she like there's aside from that like that and that's something like stupid did, that I'm a pedant and I know did, about. Like I did notice she held them upside down at one point i was like "Ooh, okay oops <laughs> she, yeah she switched to the reverse grip in the the last uh like leg of that fight um, yeah yeah from my understanding the the reason they they shortened the leku is because the prosthetics were getting in the way of the stunts did they try longer um, ones ahead of time i don't know if they tried longer ones i'm mm-hmm. sure they maybe tried something longer yeah, but like this isn't working out that sort of um, stuff right and Mandalorian is in a lot of ways one of the reasons people like it is because it's getting back to uh, the more practical effects. There's there's still plenty of CG. Oh yeah. For sure. But it's it's done in a way that is not as glaringly obvious as the more um I guess modern or or even prequel trilogy films. Um that it's like it you know they've got that cool set they use for the the 360 like yeah. environments and stuff. The volume that's crazy, but like you don't have tons of aliens that are just CGI'd everywhere. Almost all of them are are puppets and costumes, and so it kind yeah. of feeds back into that to me. I'm like, this is cool. I don't care that her Leku aren't that long. She's not like Shakti, who just like stood in the background with her hands in her robes and did nothing. <laughs> um, which like Shakti's rad. You see her do cool stuff in the Clone Wars sure. <laughs> because it was all CG. She could do that. Yeah. Have, you know, and her, the animated her, like, stuff flopping around. And the uh, the the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff. She yeah. was that's where I was first introduced her, and she's badass in that. Like she yeah. fights Grievous, and he's a beast. And like that's that was my first in, uh, introduction. Back when Sorry, Grievous was scary. Yeah, I still think he's scary. You know, he's still terrifying. I think there's a version of him that I want 
to remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's two versions sure. of Grievous. There's the kids uh, version of Grievous from the early days of the Clone Wars second series. And then there's Tartakovsky slash. I think the movie Grievous is actually pretty terrifying too. If you like, it's pretty terrifying. Like think about think what the, he can do. The The issue with the Clone Wars Grievous, not to get totally off topic, but the, the, <laughs> I the told you this the, is going to happen. The second series, Clone Wars Grievous, the problem is they always send Anakin and Obi-Wan in after he has already committed horrible war crimes and mass murder because yeah. they're not going to show that on a kid's right, show. Sure. It's like, we need you to go out here because he's killed literally hundreds of thousands of people and now he's running away. I think like, that's just kind of how it shakes out. What's silly, what's funny, what's funny and silly about Grievous during the, the later Clone Wars series is that he gets good in some of the worst episodes. Like, the tactical mind of Grievous comes up, but only when we're de- we're defending the Akbar planet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I that really started to get under my skin, and I think that I wanted to just throw out there at the beginning of all this that that Jedi episode, including Rosario Dawson and her very very good Ahsoka Tano costume stood out to me as a person that has slowly over the last year caught up to this as very true to the idea of Ahsoka Tano, especially we've lost how many years since rebels, right? Between then and now, I, I, I believe her, who she became in a way. Um, between the bulk of rebels, I think it's been five or six years. No, yeah. at this point, I guess it'd be about 10. Oh God. Now I want to look up a, a chart, a, a timeline chart. <laughs> yep. It's all good. Uh, yeah. All right, the Jedi. One like the of opening the best... scene of the. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say one of the best film referential episodes I think that has existed so far, in terms of starting off in a Kurosawa movie, and ending in a you know Clint Eastwood spaghetti western kind of moment, like bookending the idea of how we created the western all happens in that movie you go from from kurosawa to unforgiven to you know like the whole arc uh in one one little episode which was longer but you're right by the way uh ken that the episodes shifting in time i think that was you or kit that was saying that we're not gonna stay even over the course of the season i did you guys feel the ambiance of that going back to like maybe the beginning of season one of of just saying, hey, no, this is the Western show. Now that we've got all the the Mandalorian uh, Bo-Katan stuff out of the way. Yeah, there's... Oh, go for it. Oh, I, I was going to say I totally got the, the, the Kurosawa and Sergio Leone vibes. Um, yeah. Like, 100% it is... Star Wars has always been a Western in space, but with samurai influences obviously with the jedi but as you said those those two styles of film the spaghetti western and the you know action samurai flick have borrowed so much from one another going back and forth over the years uh clearly like mostly the westerns were inspired by the samurai films and then back and forth um and so like getting to see that like this is a western until a samurai shows up and then it's just a kurosawa movie complete with wind and Um, you know, the forests and all of that was ninja flipping up onto the rooftops. It was fantastic. Um, I mean, definitely. Yeah. It's amazing how we've gone like in this 
reference circle, I think, from you start with like you start with episode four and you can see the direct correlation of episode four back to the films that inspired him and the the Campbell ideas that inspired him. And, you know, we go off on its own track and then about halfway through, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, when we start these TV shows and stuff, we should remember that it's kind of like a space western again. And you that's how you get Cade and all these other ideas that are directly referential. And now with The Mandalorian, we're back not just to taking ideas, but like re-referencing and and showing people what it was like to in those films direct. I mean, straight up gong to tell people that people are approaching the town straight out of Kurosawa films. Like, I I don't know how you couldn't just smile the whole time, even if you weren't paying attention to the story. I mean, that's if you know those references and that's, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I mean, I definitely enjoy it too, but I do know we've talked about last, like in the last pod, how, like, oh, Katie, Katie's watching it with you, and then she's like, oh, well, so who is that? Like, we were talking about the Bo-Katan thing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, that's Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan. This is the best thing ever. And for her, she's like, oh, cool, Katie. And you're, you're, you're like, no, but it's, it's, it's Bo-Katan. But it's Bo-Katan. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's the leader of the Night Owls. And she, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got... No, go Sorry. Ahead. Uh, there's, there's definitely moments of, like... I, I watch it with a group of friends um, and there are people who are like, wait, what is this? And I'm like, so these are the five episodes of rebels you need to watch <laughs> to understand what just happened or like through Wikipedia. I mean, like you obviously don't to, to fully enjoy it, but there's a little uh, yeah, bit of a disconnect. Not. No, not to fully. There's, a little bit of so. a, there's I, definitely a bit of a disconnect I'm seeing from people who are like, I'm not really vibing with this, this season as much. And I'm like, did you watch yeah. Clone Wars and rebels? And they're like, no. And I'm like, that's why. I think it happened in the Bo-Katan episode. I, I, you weren't on the last one where I talked about this, but I do, I have a, a very lucky to have a large swath of people that watch this that I know. And they range from have never even finished the original movies of Star Wars, really, to uh, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I pull after a lot of these episodes where I wonder if people liked it or not. There's a lot of episodes where I can already tell like, oh, well, that was like a filler one. Like the one this past season where they went back to Navarro or this season where they went back to Navarro and they blew up the base. And there was a few nuggets of information in there about like, oh, they're creating some sort of hybrid or something. Uh, But you don't really know. And Dark Troopers. And we got Dark Troopers. And Dark Troopers show up at the end of the episode, (laughs) which I didn't quite get at that point. I was like, this look like Troopers, maybe. Some of those are really easy to pick out. Like, I could tell you on that one, the whole range are going to be like, yeah, it was all right. It was like a filler kind of good thing, but it wasn't everything you would want or whatever. And then after the Bo-Katan one, <laughs> I could definitely tell almost everyone up until the people that had, like you just said, watched Rebels and Clone Wars were going to be like, I don't feel complete having watched this. Um. The the I problem I think that happens is when I'm th- I'm trying to phrase this exactly right because it's tough to the people that didn't know who Ahsoka was 
just knew she was a Jedi. And over the course of the people that I talked to and over the course of watching it, figured out that something bad had happened to her and she was no longer a Jedi. You didn't know when she said some people figured it out on their own or assumed they knew on their own when she said in this episode, oh, I've seen what, you know, emotions do. I've seen what what when things get in the way of training, what can happen? Attachments can do. I won't train him. Some people uh, just made the assumption about Darth Vader and some people were like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know what that means, but I don't care really. What happened, I think, and you guys pull this idea and pull on the threads of it or whatever. Ahsoka is backdrop. Ahsoka is directly uh, scenery to the mission he's on. She's directly connected to his mission. And therefore, if she hints at something else, like she hints at the end about Thrawn, it's kind of like, I don't feel like I missed anything because it's not directly affecting Mando and who he is, right? Like Din Djarin is a character we've known and we're getting to know better. And after the most recent episode, I kind of wonder if he's an idiot, <laughs> but I mean, I think we've seen, actually seen that quite a bit. Yeah. And no, the, well, you yeah. see him. Yeah, you see him with the night the night owls, and he's just like you think he's this badass Mandalorian, <laughs> right? Yeah, like you see him when he's when you put him on with someone else in his same league, like he's suddenly he's the one who's kind of stumbling through stuff. Yeah, where it's like yeah, he's he's kind of of your average bounty hunter because yeah. he's had some training, but you put him next to to these like these war these uh war hardened veterans. And they're just like they're just sidestepping right. blaster bolts left and right. And same thing in when we're talking about the tragedy, is he's like, kind of, I mean, he's doing his best, but there's times when it's like, Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he uh, he's relied on his armor. I mean, he I mean before this he didn't necessarily have full Beskar, but now it's like now he just relies on it like oh I'll just char- charge in like a bull in a china shop yeah. and I'll get to the end because I got this armor. I got so armor. yeah. I think the problem, though, to finish my thought, and I want to know what Lauren hears, hears in, in this, is the Mandalorians, when they show up, they change Din's character. They change your perspective of Din's character, where Ahsoka doesn't change your perspective. of Well, she might a little bit, where he's willing to not just leave Grogu on the planet. He's willing to be the parent. But that more happens in the next episode in the tragedy, right? When the when Bo-Katan shows up and tells you in one short episode that the Mandalorian planet is still around and not destroyed, that they're going to go to war to, to get the Mandalorian planet back, that, that he's some sort of weird outlier cultist that isn't really a Mandalorian. Like, they lay on you the history of Mandalore in a shaded, not complete way, where I think a lot of people were left going, well, wait, hold on. You're trying to to tell me there's more to this character's history as well as the history of the people he's connected to, and now we're done. And also that was done in the middle of trying to do a like a heist. So I'm a little bit confused. I think that that episode specifically points out how far you can go with some of this stuff. And so when I pulled a lot of people about Ahsoka, the feelings weren't there. They weren't the same. Ahsoka was a cool lightsaber wielding person that that clearly wasn't a Jedi anymore. 
and then she was gone at the end of it right i don't know that was a long-winded thing to say i think some characters affect the mandalorian too much to be side characters and hopefully we don't have that with boba fett It seems to me that, that Bo-Katan is going to return or we're going to get something that has to deal with her. If, if Floney's track record is is anything, um, it's that he, he pulls this stuff out of the EU and uses it to deliver really satisfying stories about the, the non-Skywalker parts of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so, like... Parts. My my theory is that like one of two things is going to happen either. And I think I think I actually heard about this today and I could be wrong. Maybe it was a, a dream or some you know, <laughs> a false article I saw. But like I was really upset when to go on a tiny tangent that's related. I was really upset when Clone Wars got canceled. And then it was like, wow, that sucks. I don't get to see more of that. And then it was like, no, nah, full just doing Rebels now and bringing back all the same characters, you know, 30 years in the future. So I saw something that said there was a casting call for, for a Mandalorian prequel. I'm like, okay, what does that look like? Oh, it's going to be, if, if Filoni's in charge, it's about the fall of Mandalore. We're going to see Boca. Finally, <laughs> we're going to see stuff like that. Um, was, was my thought. Um, so like if, if Bo-Katan does not um, continue to be a main character or, or at least the fall of Mandalore, the retaking of Mandalore continue to be uh, pieces of um the Mandalorian, I'm sure that Filoni or someone else will pick that up and run with it in a way that's going to be satisfying and interesting. As far as Boba Fett's like new introduction, um, I think there's a reason they blew up the Razor Crests, uh, and I think it's so that they can have him around uh, and and force force that interaction. And I'm wondering if if Boba Fett is going to be the one who like literally. And, and figuratively pulls Din out of his shell, so to speak. Oh, out of his shell, literally. Good job. Yeah, I like, like that. he's the one who is going to be like, look, you don't have to wear the, the helmet all the time. I think, or, yeah. Or I even mean, if- that moment at the end where he shows him a chain code and says, look, <laughs> there's Mandalorians everywhere, man. You don't have to yeah. be your own man. I uh, I have to interrupt because you, you mentioned the yeah. Razor Crest, and I put... This is a shout out to Kit, who will likely listen to this later. I put all my eggs in the basket of claiming at the beginning of this season that the Rez- Razor Crest would not make it through. All my He's eggs. Had a tough time. I, cla- I I thought I had been betrayed by my feelings. You know what I mean? Like full on Jedi status. When that thing made it off that ice planet, I was like, "You guys have have really done me in on this one," and I'm. I'm becoming a little bit angry and now I'm I'm redeemed. I'm more of a gray Jedi at the moment in terms of my feelings. <laughs> I I I always had this notion that the Razor Crest set was not in its in its own way uh defined by the space they had so they could always get rid of it. It's not with the amount of stuff they have, the amount of set pieces they have, they can always just get rid of stuff. And one of the defining pieces of 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 that character that they can easily use to change him was the Razor Crest. Right? And so when you see it, it's it's like a gigantic bullseye. It's like you know. Uh 
people's ships become their personalities in Star Wars. Boba Fett is Boba Fett, and he had the iconic armor, but now that other people have the armor, who's Boba Fett? Boba Fett is Slave One, right? Han Solo is the Millennium Falcon. Luke is an X-Wing. You know, every character gets their own outer shell to live in, I guess, if you want to call it that, right? Um... Man, do we have uh, we have stuff to say about the Jedi episode? Oh, first of all, it's really really sad to me that we're not going to have more Kyle Reese. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little surprised by that. I was. Too. I thought we might get. I thought we might, like. Is there a chance they just like he's like lets him like I mean that he says oh, you know what the, I was here for the paycheck I'm out like because otherwise it's like oh she's in there you're right here. There's more, no more paycheck. I'm out. Yeah, I'm I know, right? Like, what's what's the yeah. what's the payday there? Why 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 bite that? Why start that fight? Why die on that hill? Yeah. But then he's like, no, time to go out. I'm like, no, Michael Bean. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to recap oh. every minute of the episode, but if anybody had any strong feelings about any of either this plot or maybe some references that you saw, I loved seeing HK droids not in a video game. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah newer ones that obviously didn't look like HK 47, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> it was cool to see anything other than an IG droid. And, uh, I think they did a really good job making them into like the, you know, the samurai idea of, okay, well you don't just need stormtroopers or whatever these faceless other stormtroopers were <laughs> just other, other extras. <laughs> but I did love- yeah, I, I love the random background character. I don't think we ever get a name for him, but he was important. The mayor, the new mayor, like, the new mayor. Who's like, wait a minute. What are his qualifications? They yeah. just pick the guy who He's hit guy. everyone in his house. He's the like, guy that was willing to open his door. <laughs> um, He's great. Um, Everything about him. I, I absolutely loved Um, the, the magistrate was, was cool in that she sucked. It was an interesting villain. Um, Yeah. As opposed to just like, it was something we hadn't seen quite yet. Usually in the in the Mandalorian and in a lot of Star Wars games, the, the people who we see as villains are like enemy generals or uh, Sith or crime lords. And I guess there's, a, there's an argument to be made that she was a crime lord, but it was not portrayed in the same way as like Jabba the Hutt or um, I'm trying to think of literally any other crime well, lord. And I know there's others, but I can't. But <laughs> she was very cool in that way. Um She's an, she's interesting, an interesting she's interesting foil too because she is i think and somebody can correct me grief carga just on a different planet like she fills the same role there yeah as he would have um, except that you know he was the magistrate of his planet wasn't he not was was he not he he was at one point a magistrate During, of another planet right and then he then he joined the bounty hunter guild after right. kind of that failed and he became the he's the new magistrate of the current of that i'm now forgetting the, the name of but i think that as, as jumping backwards i think that the person who that we first see who mando tries to talk to and sees you know no, please don't talk to us i feel like the reason why he kind of comes back to or the reason why he's put in power is that he was actually the previous magistrate or kind of maybe let's say governor what you will and it just kind of it feels like the heat they kind of like oh well hey they the people who essentially occupied our our city is gone now so 
he and it, he was probably trusted in the village and so like no like this this is your role like you need to you know, he comes think, back to it i think Lauren's point a, was that you're writing that on top of there there's no real indication of what's going on there oh yeah definitely um i liked seeing the i don't know what you call those those rings from rebels the little electrocution rings that they had for torturing people show up here again oh yeah 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 uh, bindings. i mean yeah the well the ones where they had them in the like in the stockade yeah where they were standing up i think this cool background stuff that i think a lot of people didn't really get to know existed in star wars you know you see the only torture you see is han solo get his face put into some sort of red thing and then show up looking exactly like han solo and not damaged at all except for his hair so the idea in the, the main series of movies about what the world really behind your main characters behind the set piece is doesn't exist very often in the marquee stuff. So, you know, a lot of people were exposed to the grittiness of, of this. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see a spear made out of Beskar too. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun fight. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. And I didn't I'm, think it was going to be exciting at the first. And then the idea of bouncing back and forth and not showing the whole fight. And I don't know if that's because of, limitations to training someone to fight in a 20 minute episode of something. Um, or if it's because they chose to make this artistically this way, I, I really loved bouncing back and forth and really not showing the Jedi fight, right? Because star Wars is lightsaber battles to most people. And so having a showdown in the street, like a literal high noon showdown in the street happened at the same time and focusing on it is, is a cool, choice to have made i think yeah i mean as far as i mean going to the the fight with the magistrate she's actually a, a highly accomplished martial artist she actually stuttered uh her father is a it wasn't her i was talking about oh, okay i was talking about rosario dawson oh, okay i don't also, know how much fight training she's had she was in a marvel series or four Oh yeah, and she's also been in other stuff too. That she's done other, I mean, in in those movies and stuff. But then, to, I guess to your point though, how much time do you have to? Yeah, that, that's really my point. That. I don't think she's, I don't think she as a person would not be competent at being trained to do a lightsaber fight. But she's also being asked to, in in whatever amount of time she's actually in this show before they spin it off into a different show, she's asked to become a character that everybody loves and not screw it up. Have a lot of deep connection to a puppet. I mean, there's a lot of other acting that had to go into all this stuff, including wearing prosthetics and making them look natural, which I think she did pretty well. Um, yeah. And then she's also got other fight scenes to do. Some of it was obviously somebody else when the camera's far away, um, but she's got other stuff to do. So yeah, it becomes a question of time more than anything. And I wonder if they had enough time to have choreographed that. If we'd have seen it more, I hope not actually is what I'm saying. Yeah, the way they did it was very good. I, I really enjoyed the, the cutting back and forth. You could just hear the lightsaber clashing in the background. You know that these two gunslingers on the outside are like waiting for it to stop. Yeah. Uh, to see who won. It's like uh, the waiting for the clock hand, right? Yeah. It's very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. As far as 
as far as Beskar too, I mean, did I mean I know I know only X amount about the world sometimes too, um, but I didn't know X, uh, Beskar was fully. I mean, in its purest form, as as lightsaber resistant, like it's just full on, like just like nope, you can hold it there and it's it's not going to do anything. I mean, the more I'm more familiar with Kartosis, the one that actually disrupts lightsabers, and that's what I like when I think of like oh, a metal that's resistant to lightsabers. I think of that. And so I was like, oh, no. So it's just like it can full on stop a lightsaber. Like that was that was an interesting thing that came up. I'm like, OK, cool. I, I just accept it. It was just but it was I mean, we are from the beginning of the series building up Beskar to be this 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 mad. The, I shouldn't say magical material, but one that's properties are somewhat limitless. <laughs> I think that's a result of them being Cortosis isn't technically canon anymore. It hasn't appeared in any canon properties as far as I know. Um and so Beskar's sort of taking over that role because they don't want to have to be like, hey, we already introduced Beskar. Now let's tell you about Cortosis. Um, and so as far as I know, Cortosis isn't present in any stuff in the, the new canon or whatever's considered canon. So I think Beskar's just filling that role because they keep referencing the Mandalorian Wars and the Mandalorian Civil Wars and all that stuff um, when they did use Cortosis to fight the Jedi. Um and that would have just been like a whole nother, we got to either spend an episode explaining it or have two characters just, just spout, you know, lore at each other until that's, that's resolved. But just being like, best guys resisted to fucking everything is fine. Um, I think uh, it does look, by the way, I just are just looking at Wikipedia. Cause I was, I had it up. Uh, Cortosis has been name checked in Clone Wars, but we didn't see it on just like they mentioned the material. Yeah, I don't think like that's. That, but you're right, though. Like, I don't think like, that ends up I canon mean, if it's not a, a direct thing. I mean, and I, I know that it is right. canon, right? That it's somewhere, right. but I don't know that you call it canon if it's not something that you would just, you know, right. not see uh, yeah, the, the, I think or the, whatever. Yeah, it, to me, it just comes down to that it, it exists in the world, whether it still has the same properties is, is an, an unknown quantity. Sure. It's just like, oh, it does. Yeah, it's, it's like when people. Well, that's the thing, too, is like on a very similar note. I mean, I guess we're jumping forward a little bit. Um, and there's a moment where in the next episode where they talk about uh, in the chain code in the chain code that comes up on um, Boba's gauntlet. He's, it's, it mentions it's if you if you I was watching a thing called uh, New Rock Stars where they talk about what the text actually says. It mentions Jaster and Jaster's one of the Mandalorians that brought in Django and the, his like made him a foundling. Well, and that's he one said thing Jaster that, in this, right? Didn't he? Um, he I don't think he I'm says Jaster. Sure I heard he Jaster by name. I think he did. He hmm. said Jaster gave it to my dad and my dad gave it to me. Okay. I'm pretty sure. There you go. Yeah, and so that that's. A I was like, who's ja- I was pretty sure. I in my head was like, huh, who's Jaster? Yeah, and that's actually that's in the comics that are. Um, it's called uh, oh, Open Season. Okay. It's a uh, Star Wars Open Season. It's a it's a Dark Horse comic that they may try to start canonizing. Canonizing, but it's one of the things where it's like, yeah, it's as far as we know, just a, a dude named Jaster gave it to him. Whether that comic actually happened. In canon, we don't know that. We just know that someone named Jaster gave him this armor. And that's where you kind of have to, like, when people are like, oh, that makes this canon. It's like, no, like, just by saying Darth Revan doesn't automatically make all of this gain canon. It just means that there was someone in the past named Darth Revan. Yeah, that's yep. all that you know. That's all that you can confirm. And so that's that's where it is with Cortosis. I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I just kind of have to 
take what little bit like okay it's out there but we'll see what if we ever get anything from it it's not the only thing that's resistant to lightsabers or even immune because i mean we saw in the first of the sequels somebody has a like a crackling baton energy baton that, yeah uh, energy yeah, baton yeah. And, and so and and in old eu stuff i even think that vibroblades held up against some lightsabers and and vibroblades absolutely did i yeah. think that might still be canon that they can um i'm not positive we've seen more vibro weapons in the mandalorian than we have in i think any other star wars <laughs> property that's not a video game yeah which is which considering i think we've we've seen three it's not a whole lot it's um, interesting that the lightsaber i mean he even calls it a labor laser sword in here and at this point in in canon, they aren't even afraid of them enough anymore for him not to try and block them with his arms and get them cut off. Right, right. Like he, he didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah, exactly. He but he calls it a laser sword. <laughs> oh so, god! And it's interesting. And how do you feel about the idea that, like in in like the prequels, oh man, the Jedi's weapon is the most important thing in the world. The you know the lightsaber almost as fetishized in some of the games when like you go in uh fall in order to build your lightsaber multiple times or you have your you could spend an hour like i did <clears throat> making your custom saber on the bench and all that sort of stuff right like even in at disneyland the idea of doing the the lightsaber thing is not just like a like a go 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 like it was at, at star tours like it's Star Tours. You could always build your own lightsaber. It took eight minutes. In there Trader. was a, in yeah in the Star Trader underneath. You could you could build your own lightsaber in eight minutes. Done. This is still the experience. So now we're in the Mandalorian, and a lot of stuff's resistant to it over the course of now what is canon. And he calls it a laser sword. It's not really that respectable of a weapon anymore. I think it still is. The problem is that you have so few of them out there that it's like well no one's ever gonna i'm never gonna encounter that hey, you can't build or, a whole or, ship or, out of beskar right yeah you can't um or, or you know there's people who are like laser swords yeah sure so i mean at this point people have forgotten what the jedi even are so yeah. uh, who's to say you even know what a lightsaber is? oh cool laser sword that's what does that do it's just is yeah. it a blaster bolt that just stops like well also <laughs> yeah and also on the note too um He's he's kind of an incel. Like he's 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 in a cult to to I mean to depend on your point of view. He's locked into just his own. All he's been exposed to is his culvert. Like that's what he's grown up in. It's all he knows. That's every every bit of his life since being a kid has been in in the in the the children of the watch. And so he's like when they start mentioning Jedi, he's like, "What are the Jedi?" It's like, oh, they're even the armor has to tell him who the Jedi are. It's an ancient enemy of the Mandalorian. And he doesn't even know that there's other Mandalorians that take off their helmets. Like all he knows is this small little, like, uh, just just a small cell of a of people. It's interesting so that we're starting to discover we didn't get the best Mandalorian. We got the one we got. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, right? Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Man. Well, it was a good I Jedi mean, episode for sure. To bring. I mean, sometimes that's Jedi that's back. a good that's a good story to have is like, I, you don't always need to have the chosen one. Sometimes the chosen one turns out to be pretty crappy too, but you can just be like, Hey, he's just doing his, he's doing his damn best. And that's, yeah, that's what you can ask for. So before we move on to the tragedy, do you think after Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, 
mentioning that there's another Jedi that could come to him. Are we heading towards dragging the Mandalorian into canon and maybe possibly losing people for season three? Like into the deep canon, right? Like, okay, I might have to go watch some Rebels if I want to keep watching this because I don't know who Ezra is. Or are, is this going to be a, a branching point where they've done, hey, all right, well, there's some characters out here that we were, able, we were able to put on film that people were interested in. It sounds like maybe you've had some off-camera knowledge or off-film knowledge of that being cast. Do they split it completely? Do we get to stay with the Mandalorian only as he keeps exploring the universe? Or are we going to get a lot of uh, casuals to drop off? I think that when you approach any piece of, of ancillary Star Wars media there's a tough question of how far does this get to go and where does it get to end? Um, I'm, I, I guess my light spoilers for, for Jedi fallen order, you're playing Jedi fallen order and the whole it's, it's, it takes place after episode three, but before episode four, their whole goal is to go find a holocron full of, of, of younglings and restart the Jedi order. And you yeah. sure as shit know that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. You, you start watching rebels and I'm like, okay, cool. It just, off what the bat, episode guys? one, yeah. when does Kanan die? Is is like literally my first thought. Um, so with this, it's like we know anyone going into this, assuming you know, once we, we know about the force sensitivity and, and Grogu being a having been trained at the Jedi Temple now at this point, it's like, all right, what what have where's the cutoff point when do we not have grogu anymore when does he become something else when does he get killed when does he get you know locked in carbonite and tossed off a cliff into an abyss or something so we don't get to see him for the next three episodes where he wasn't present what's what's occupying him somewhere and that's kind of a thing with all star wars media so my thought is that they are either that, that this might this might be the last season of the mandalorian again before Filoni is like Wow. And here's three other projects that we get to go look at in the same vein, mm-hmm. um, because that's just how he does stuff. We're already getting an, uh, another Clone Wars spinoff in the Bad Batch. Um, and so that's that, animated, though. But, but still, what, I, what I'm saying is like the way he the way he, he takes to to projects and is like, all right, that project is done. What can I pull from that project to do a new one? Um, so like if the, if this wraps up the story of the Mandalorian and, and Grogu, who knows, maybe, maybe the next series we get is Bo-Katan and Din Djarin shows up in it. I don't think we're going to end the Mandalorian on two seasons. I just don't feel it. I, I feel like maybe you might be on the track of saying, okay, two seasons of Grogu is probably enough unless this character can do something else that is interesting beyond being a foil daddy situation that there's a guy out there called his name is tim rogers and he did a really good review on the last of us the video game and one of the things in his review about the last of us the video game is that a lot of video games that get recognition now seem to be for a lot of people about a lot of people say they're dad games they call them dad games. Uh, and what his point is, and to cut the story short, is that they're not dad games. They're big and little games. They're games of 
finding a way to experience a story with the idea of someone else being protected so that you as the viewer are somewhat protected, right? Like your emotions are tied to the scenario that this person is protected and therefore you can invest. Yeah. Right. And so in those games, as they go on, his point is that your protectee becomes a collaborator with you at some point in those cycles. So either Grogu has to become a collaborator in the cycle or this story does not go on to become something that remains watchable. So either that or he has to leave the show, right? Um, I don't know which of those two things happens, but I don't think it happens in one season. <laughs> Yeah, there might be a time jump. Yeah. Um yeah. between two and three. Yeah. I think that, that we kind of have three options. There's three doors that can open, and, and door number one is, is Grogu's gone. He's not in the show anymore. Door number two is is he is some sort of, of force user, and we're now following that journey, whether it be light, dark, or in the middle. Uh door number three, he is he didn't search training in as a Mandalorian. I want to see the tiny Beskar armor. I, I really want to see the helmet. <laughs> I see his ears Does it in have there. ear holes? It's got to like, have just a slide over his ears, right? Right. Yeah. And then he hinges? wraps his back. Maybe it like clips under knot. his ears like a... together. <laughs> oh, there like you go. A... I like that too. Yeah. Oh, but then he can't hear as well. So, oh, I guess I don't no, know. No, it clips under. Like it, his okay. ears still stick out. But then it has to like hold together. Anyway, I bought one of those Black Series helmets. We're going to see what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, the tragedy. I in the middle of this episode say ah said ah see that's the tragedy when the razor quest blew up and then was like oh no they changed they cheated me there's two tragedies I got tricked yeah they Uh, they they, they know how to 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 catch you yeah there's what a what an episode I think it's the best one so far Uh, other than the fact that I was like what are you doing the whole time. There was a lot of what are you doing on like on the part of everybody here. I feel it was like I I get that stormtroopers are stormtroopers, but like so many bad decisions made on the part everybody. of professional bounty hunters. Yeah, well, one of them wasn't a great bounty hunter because she got killed. One I, of them, one of them's been uh, living in the desert for like. 12 years doing whatever learning how to fight apparently with a gaffy stick uh and the other one the other one is not doing so good at being a bounty hunter (laughs) because maybe he's distracted i don't know maybe the best car is heavy and he's not used to it i don't know what else is up i think he just relies on it too much like you all have mentioned previously he's like wait a minute i'm invincible i'll just walk straight into blaster fire that's fine there was really a moment in this that i loved actually when the idea of using the Beskar is his go-to, where he stands in front of what's Ming-Na's character's name? Uh, Fennec. Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. So yeah. he, she, yep. she's like stuck out in the open, and he literally just shows up and is like, "Stand behind me. I'll just get shot a bunch. It's fine." You know, it's <laughs> that's, just, his, that's the strategy. That's plan, huh? I got to keep her alive now because we made a deal. So uh, I'm just gonna get shot a bunch, and this Beskar is gonna hold up. I hope. 
considering yeah. the amount and, of gaps in that armor that I have now been very carefully looking at, he's very lucky. <laughs> he's lucky all yeah, the time. Uh, a lot of gaps in there. Yeah, really. I mean, maybe it's the Batman thing, right? You just you put the symbol on the chest so they shoot you there. All the shiny bits, they aim at the shiny bits. Yeah, like the, the Beskar is reflective, like, so they ah. shoot at the Beskar, and they don't shoot at the, the mid-giant open midriff. Yeah. They teach you to shoot in the middle, right? So that's where the armor is, I guess. Uh, okay. So they go yeah. to the place. Grogu does the thing after not trying to do the thing. And the Mando, for some reason, continues to try to get him out of it. Why yeah. do you think he did that? Because he's dumb. And it's like, <laughs> once it throws you out two times, and to the point that you pass out, be like, you know what, kid? One, he's probably safer in there than he is out here. So yeah. what am I doing? Right. If I pull him out, he can get shot. This is a bad idea. Yeah. And two, like, he's, yeah, just leave him in there. Also, I get that he, essentially, he has to leave his, his jetpack behind why? for plot contrivance. I understand, contrivance. though. I understand, but, but why? <laughs> But exactly, give me give me a moment where like he tries to go back to it, and he sees the troopers are already right there by it, so he can't get to it without like they're in the way. Like I've never seen an episode where I thought something had to have been cut here because it just makes no sense that he doesn't have his jetpack on. Yeah, it's for it's just for the p- purpose that he won't have it later on to save baby uh, Grogu. Yeah, you and can't so, call him Yoda anymore. He's got a name. He does. How do we feel about the name? It's, fine. it's it's better than Savage Press. I I also he's not, land he's on Evan sees Bagos though. But yeah, better than I'm a gun die. Oh wow, good pull. I I mean, oh, wow, that's I'm into it. I, I'm okay with it. It's weird that it's got two G's in it, but getting away from the four letter, everybody's kind of like Yoda thing is good. Yaddle had f- had well, six. Oh yeah, yeah you've got Yoda six. and Yaddle. I'm like, okay, cool. We have a third one. Please don't make it like Yogi or something. Like, give me, give me a different Yogi. Yogi Yogi would have been Yogi would have been pretty like, good though. Give me a different name. It would what be about like, Yogi? And I'm James. And those are the only two names our species use. <laughs> mm. Every woman is Yaddle and every man is Yoda. Ooh. I mean, as far as we know, we've got a. We, up until now, we had a. That was 100 yeah. percent true. Yeah. Um, in terms of canon, anyways, there was a there was one in in Knights of the Old Republic, and I do not remember what their name was. I do not um, remember that either. I remember they, the picture of it, but I don't remember the name. And they were like purple skin, like purple or reddish. Um, weird. Yeah. Uh, like I'm remembering one that's more gray, like grayish blue. It was grayish blue. No, not not green, back. but like grayish blue. The, the Jedi High Council. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, okay. The Razor Crest had to die. Why? I know why. So that, but I know okay. I want to know what you think is coming up because the Razor Crest is dead. I'm hoping that he just goes out and buys an Outrider just so you can have that in oh, can, like have that be again. My like, heart. Uh, I, I, I stole it from Dash Rendar. My He's heart can't take it. it. My heart couldn't <laughs> take it if he ended up with an Outrider. He's got it's a to. couple of things, I think. Um, and one is that obviously we now need a reason to to keep these three together. Yep. Um, and whoever else ends up joining this crew, we we know they're going to go go break out. Um, Almost like there, we might be expecting to have seven of them attack 
this castle. I mean, yeah. like a magnificent, magnificent, mm-hmm. yeah, magnificent seven, seven. Good God! And and defeating that is, is my next point. I I can't count the number of of, of samurai films and uh, and games and and cowboy films and games where you lose your horse. Um, and ah, the ship is the horse. Nice, nice. Poem. Um, that's, that's good. And so, like, it's it is a there is a degree of self-sustainability and independence that comes with having your own ship. And the Mandalorian has up until now been, no, this is my thing. I'm going to go do it on my own. And now it's no longer an option without his ship, without his, with his horse, without his horse, he has to rely on other people, which is not something he has willingly wanted to do until now. It's very similar to the, the Island metaphor I was going to use. But we'll stick with yours. It's better. I like the horse. Thing. <laughs> Very similar. It's good. It's good. I came up with uh, 11 candidates for our Magnificent Seven. So I, um, I know some you guys can that look, would get cut. Yeah, I'm if you guys can look into the carbon scoring chat, it uh, might be a little harder for you, Lauren, I know. Um, but there's a channel on there for carbon scoring. It's specifically for this chat or for this show. You can see it. Yeah, but see, you're missing people here. Um, I'm missing people, but we have to leave room for, like, my thing is, I'm like, I have. Oh, so for the, for, hopefully, we'll tweet this out or put it on Instagram. So my my seven that I put up there are Din Djarin, Cara Dune, Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett, uh, Fennec Shand, and wow, Bo Katan Kreese, and then one random Mandalorian with her. Yeah, but you're so forgetting the, a bunch of people here. I'm, I'm for, but we don't have to have everyone you, we've ever met. Like Grief Karga. I know Grief Karga, but he's a magistrate. He's going to stay behind. He's got to. He's got to. He's got. He's got to stay on in in his town. Mm. And also, you think he he went to this base to take it out because it was on his planet. It was affecting his people. All right. Grief Karga is also not a commando. He's. He's he's a he's a bit of a paper pusher, one who can get stuff done, but he's also not like he's he's not a commando. He's not a like a full fledged fighter. I think he takes care of his town, and I think that we send off Cara Dune and random uh, random Mandalorians so that they can get off, and you'll feel a real sense of like, oh hey, this they, they everyone's in danger. Cara Dune died. Oh darn. And well, so you know, you know, you're missing one. You know for sure already. Because Bill Burr has to come back. They already oh, told God, you he's you're coming right. back. You're missing Cobb okay, Vanth, so who they're trying to create more of in the canon. So Cobb Vanth and Bill Burr are definitely in your Magnificent Seven. No question. You're right about, about Bill Burr. I don't think... I mean, Cobb Vanth could just be... He's for season three. In season three, you come back and Cobb Vanth is in one of those episodes. You know who I think he needs to get? The person <laughs> so far has shown the most care and and energy towards the protection of grogu and that's amy sedaris oh care i mean clearly look she needs you yeah, i'm sorry he's gonna yeah, need his bad. new ship worked on i'm just Put saying an E11 in her hands say the empire took the child and she will single-handedly <laughs> defend it. that's true he shows up they took grogu who i mean clear- <laughs> <laughs> my name is horus 
Sorry, yes. it's a reference for no one. She uh <laughs> she has to come back when he needs a ship, clearly. I mean she needs to say goodbye to Grogu, etc. But she also needs I'd to say help goodbye. Him. Say hello. She's gonna, gonna <laughs> save him. Fair point. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, no that bit I mean <laughs> so babe bye bye to um, random Mando from your list, Advil Burr back. Yeah. And I could maybe agree with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about Cobb Vanth, but I'm like, we already have X, Y, and Z. And like, because we, it's like, we already know, we know we're going to get Boba, we know we're going to get Fennec Shan, and we're going to get Cara Dune. So, like, right now, there, there that's already with um, Bill Burr, that's four people. So you have to fill in two more. Like, you're just like, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, five, because you, duh, Mando. Who, but, who's good? I mean, there's, they got to get Sam Whitmer in here before the end of the season somehow. Uh, season three. Wait, <laughs> Sam Whitwer? The yeah, Whitwer. Um, the okay, yeah. I try, I'm I'm on board, but that's season three. That's when we. Ah, God, I love him so much. He's, uh, he's busy doing the boys, though, isn't he? Is he on boys? No, that's no, that's um, that's the guy from Supernatural. Um, I pretty. I mean, Wait, I'll take Carl. You... I'll take Carl Urban in my Star Wars. I would do that. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Grogu's obviously gone. We got to see amazing, uh, droids in this one too, with the dark troopers. How yes. amazing is it? I, I love that every episode that's like, oh, that's from the video game. Oh, that's from the video game. Oh, that's from the video game. So making all these ideas from video games canon, obviously your point still stands that the video games are not, well, there is one canon video game and we're going to get to that in a second because my point is. I only know of one Jedi left out in the world there, Ken. There's a, I mean, fair enough. There's, because that's the, that's the discussion that happened after, after the Jedi is like, okay, so who's going to show up? Yeah. Who's going to show up to train him? And then right. like, he reached out through the force, which means she said she, he would either reach out or not. Right. And he did. And so a he, Jedi, said they, he said they, he did. It wasn't a, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I'm pretty I sure she didn't use this. Ahsoka said that if he if you put him on the pedestal, he will either choose to or not choose to reach out through the Force. If I'm remembering yeah, right, and then a Jedi, a Jedi and then will. if he does reach out through the Force, a Jedi will hear him if there are Jedi oh, left. Gotcha. Sorry, I I I was I was sticking on the wrong pronoun. Oh, sorry. I, no, I may have said it wrong. I don't know. No, no, it's okay. I was thinking you're saying that that the person who would respond would be male and that that but you're saying it is Grogu the person the person that responds will be male maybe male you don't know i know that's, of that's, one jedi you know of one jedi there's you know of multiples you know luke no. ahsoka could decide to to it turn you said no it can't be luke because the timeline's wrong and you can't have somebody else play luke wait wait why why can't one why can't it be luke two how's the timeline wa- wrong if you recast it with sebastian stan as luke skywalker Ooh. um have you seen the imagery? It's I have. Awesome. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I like it enough to let it happen. And so it, it could be Luke. Okay. He, he, Luke considers himself a Jedi still. So it could be also, Luke. It also could. So you're, I know who you're leaning towards. You're yeah. leaning towards Cal, uh, Cal Kestis. Yes. What if it's not Cal? What if it's Seer? Seer's not a Jedi. Is she? No, she's not. She says she's not a Jedi. Just like Ahsoka okay, says, she's not a Jedi. And yet, what do we call this episode? The, the tragedy. 
The Jedi. No, we're talking. We're we're going back because we're talking about after that episode. Oh, but that's the, the not fair. Called the Jedi. That's not fair. It's, it's not fair. But she's also not a Jedi. So I mean, hey, don't whoever chooses don't to reach voice out. me there, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> the, the reason it's called the Jedi is because that's what he was told to go find. So you're telling the audience we are going to go see the Jedi that he was told to go find. If you want to get crazy about it, you can do the foreign translations also, of the title. Yeah. And they use they use the the feminine the like le Jedi. So ah. it's it does that's that's so more not talking that's about out of character. Yeah, that's out of character knowledge, you know, do the moose the half moose so that you know let I people think... know that that's <laughs> half moose. That's I remember character. the half moose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the half moose. So if you know this is this is out of character knowledge. Uh, that it's actually referring to a female Jedi, and I'll push up my glasses. Thusly, I understand that you're saying that the episode is called The Jedi. I think Lauren will agree with me that the idea behind that title is to tell you he's completed that part of his quest. Yes. Uh, there's also the aspect that, like, what Ahsoka is, is wrong. Like, everybody gets that wrong all the time i was like she's a great jedi it's like no in order to be a jedi you have to be a part of the jedi order but technically like that term has been changed a billion times who even knows what the term gray jedi means anymore it doesn't exist right now um but i I think that was definitely like the mandalorian was like oh it's a jedi but also everyone else thinks she's a jedi because they don't got a laser sword when ahsoka left the order i was like you can do that that's a that was an option. You at any point in time, you had the option to say, "Hey, I know I am like a spiritual super weapon, and if I set one toe off this line, I will become a weapon of mass destruction and an enemy warlord bent on universal domination." But I'm gonna go, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's cool. That's totally fine. well. No, that you knew that because Count Dooku left too. Count Dooku was a Jedi, <laughs> and he left but to I go told- be a magistrate. I think that never like pinged in my brain that that was a thing because when we, the first time we saw him, he was already a Sith. Yeah. You, um, you have to come to the conclusion though, that other people don't know he's a Sith. Right. And so the idea was at some point in time, these people were Jedi were an essential cog in a bureaucracy machine and they just left one bureaucracy to go to a different one. In a lot of cases. Yeah. I don't agree with being some sort of weird, peacekeeper bureaucrat negotiator so i'm gonna go do something else uh existed as an option and then you have people later on in the canon like seer who said emotionally i can't be a jedi right and something that should have happened to anakin probably made him save the universe but to to get back to your point that you think it's going to be cal i to to say that it's because of the video game things we keep seeing tiny video game things popping up it seems like a hint that could, that could be, uh, but I mean, heck, you you got Dark Troopers. Why don't you just bring back, um, oh, I had his name in my head and it's gone now. Uh-oh. Uh, name the game and we'll give it to you. Dark Force? Oh, Kyle Katarn? Oh, your audio <laughs> dropped out. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kyle Katarn, because I, I said Kyle Kestis and therefore Kyle Katarn, both yeah. KKs, just dropped out of my brain. I feel um, like Cal has replaced Katarn. Like Kestis has replaced Katarn in, in so much as way. in so much as the canon is concerned, they have one of those guys. So uh, 
to say I that feel... it's got to be Cal now because he's one of the only few, or Seer because they're the only few Jedi we know that are out there. It's like well, they can just make up a new Jedi. That's true. Enough of them survived Order sixty six because we know Cal did. We know Seer did. We know every single Inquisitor survived because they were all Jedi at one point. Um, and hell, the, the Grand Inquisitor was the head of the Jedi Temple Guard. So, like, man, when did he flip? He must have done that pretty early. He's been like, yeah, I'm cool with this. I know what the winning side's going to be. I'm going to, you know, walk right up to Chancellor Palpatine and say, hey, you're going to need me. <laughs> you accept the applications? I've got, I've got, I've already got a great cover sheet. Like, I just, can I turn it in now? It is really strange. They've turned the Jedi from what we knew when we were younger into definitely much more of a, like, a gray zone of like, eh, not many of them were actually the like Qui Gon Jinn Obi Wan Kenobi type. Well, I mean, even even there, there's also like variants too, because you have, uh, I mean, I guess it's it's more informed knowledge, but like you have moments where it's like Qui Gon Jinn was very much closer to the 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 idea of a gray Jedi. Like, no, we don't need to be fulfilling these roles. We need to be finding the Force and learning straight and directly from it. Whereas Obi Wan was was much more of a by the book Jedi until he uh met up with Qui-Gon Jinn and then he's he started to see it differently and kind of that was a challenge for him to be under the tutelage of a of a Jedi master who was very much kind of hippie. Hippie dippy yeah, and so spiritual, like, right? Like a uh, Quinlan yeah. Voss type. Uh I mean again, I mean we're going through different shades of gray here, but Quinlan Voss is far more is kind of on that that spectrum. Uh, and deeper in and, and Obi-Wan is far more the bookish like no this yeah, is the yeah, code. Yeah. I just mean order. so there's like a there's like a an idea that existed of the I the Jedi were and I guess this is set up by like your knowledge of Yoda teaching Luke were this and Ben teaching teaching Luke. It was a race of perfect beings of people that had no fallacy that were spiritually connected. You know, like Ben takes takes a lot of that tack early on of like oh the jedi is about your mind it's about your connection to the forces but and you get a lot of that from those types of characters and you kind of have this idea built that the jedi are one thing and now a lot of people may not have seen a lot of shows and things in between to understand what has become of the idea especially through clone wars of what the jedi order was and how rotten it was and how not good it was in terms of the the canon they have now made. And so imagine those people that went from four, five, six. Maybe they watched the prequels. They probably did. Maybe they watched the sequels, questionable. And then they came into the Mandalorian and they're like, Who's this person that says she's not a Jedi that has lightsabers? I don't understand. The the expansion of that argument is quite large. So I don't think you end up with a character we that a lot of people know. You maybe get a character like a, a Cal Kestis or a, a Katarn that could pop in that fill the same role as before where uh, I don't need to know who that is outside of my knowledge of this episode versus dropping yeah. a Luke in there and, and confusing people again. Well, I think too, part of the one thing, because they do drop the note of Thrawn, your brain automatically goes, wait, when's the last time we saw Thrawn? Oh, he was Ezra. leaping into deep space with Ezra. And so that's the other name that people are dropping. Like, what if Ezra's the one who shows up? And it's like, I'm not sure if that happens because essentially, like, we're, we're, we have a mystery of like, okay, Ahsoka's trying to find Thrawn. If she's trying to find Thrawn, she hasn't found Ezra. Is, 
question mark. And so it's like, do we, is that where, because there's also a lot of talk, again, out of character knowledge, a lot of talk is if they do a Rebels continuation. And I'm like, I want to see Hera. I want to see Jason Sindula. I want to see all those characters back as much as I can. But it's like, how much do we essentially just make the Mandalorian Rebels season three? Like, how does that, where does that line blur? And then there's also talk of them doing a Mandalorian, I'm sorry, a Boba Fett TV show. And I'm just like, don't do that. I mean, I'm just saying there's talk of it and how much that concrete that is. I think all we know for sure is just Kenobi is that's the only thing. And the Bad Batch. Kenobi and Bad Batch are the only two that I know are greenlit. Yeah. Although Kenobi's on hold. Uh, No, I thought I heard that. um, What's her? uh, The director. um, Oh, God. Chow. Deborah Chow. Is uh, she's been working on it, and so, and even Ewan McGregor said that they've been doing some filming. Oh, hold on! Prior on the Graham to- on the Graham Norton show in October, they said they'll start filming March twenty twenty one. Oh, well, there you go. That didn't happen. I bet. Oh, March twenty twenty one. Yeah, gotcha. that makes March twenty twenty one. But okay. it was originally slated as Kenobi: A Star Wars so- Story twenty nineteen. Yeah. So. And- it's, I'd, I'd rather just like with video games I'd rather they it come out a little bit later and has they refine more things and get more time well, to the, in the world of streaming who cares when it comes out right like I mean I want it now but, I know, yeah <laughs> I know yeah sorry Lord we, we we went on and on a bit about Jedi masters that can show up did you know have- I I could also go on and on forever about Jedi masters that I think would be really cool to show up yeah um, that aren't dead though that like, aren't dead. That's that's the trouble. I mean, like, hey, we only saw what Kiati Mundi, Ala Sakura, and uh, Plo Koon. Everyone else is kind of. We never saw Quinlan Voss die. And we I never, thought he died uh, in that book. He no, he didn't. Uh, he in the I mean, spoilers for Dark Disciple. He goes on, and then if you look at the new the old canon, he even lived through the that purge and had a kid. And like, there's a whole like. Trust me, he's one of my favorite Jedi. So he lived. Uh, by the way, jumping back because I'm that ridiculous nerd. Um, Kyle Katarn, the the first version of Kyle Katarn is Cassie is Cassian Andor to me. The oh the, yeah, very the much. jacketed, bearded. Like that's that was the feels put, that they put onto him. Put, but yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, no put put Dash Rendar, Kyle Katarn, Cassian Andor. And Cal Kestis in a line, and tell me all their costumes are not derivative. Cal has a poncho. Cal does not have a poncho. That is not canon. The toy does not come with with a poncho. What's the toy? It's the. But also, I think to me, Cal is closer to uh, Cal is closer to Zane Carrick. That's where I feel he's informed. Yeah, Zane Carrick has a little bit of that. Yeah, design wise, for sure. Um, but that, it, that puffy shoulder thing always is like stands out to me as a design. A classic Star Wars design. Lots of people got the puffy shoulders. Yeah, fair enough. That's true. Um, but to to get away from the the infinite hole of of <laughs> ancillary Jedi and Star Wars characters, we could go down for forever. Given that it's Filoni, I think it's either going to be someone new. Um, I, I know like Filoni's involved. It's not entirely him, but I think it's going to be someone new, or it's going to be Ezra. If it's going to be anybody. Um, because that's what he tends to do is, is, is pull from either his own stuff or create things new or pull, I guess, pull from extended universe, but, uh, they've, they've been doing that pretty heavily with the dark troopers and all that. I think John Favreau, um, oh, Galen gonna, Merrick, 
Oh God. I think Favreau's done a pretty good job of reinterpreting and it's not just him directing, it's him in the writing room taking Filoni yep. and tweaking it. Right? There's there's straight Filoni, which is some of Clone Wars, right? And a lot of Rebels. And then there's Mandalorian Filoni, which is is collaboratively passed through a John Favreau uh you know like lens i was gonna say filter but lens is better right because it's just refocused and then that is then re reinterpreted through these slates of directors i think robert rodriguez was even in, in this slate yeah, he, did, he did he did the, the tragedy. tragedy and so like having that system set up i think has really benefited the mandalorian quite a lot in terms of dark troopers showed up they're interpreted and shown in a way where it doesn't drag you down, right? The, a lot of it is like that, I think. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't. I worry about dragging a character like Ezra into this show. I like Ezra. I don't dislike Ezra, but like, there's going to be a series finale here where a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't get it," or a lot of people would be like, "Oh, it was really cool that Boba Fett helped him do the thing." Well, I mean, if you look back at season one, the the series finale is is um, Moff Gideon cutting himself out of a Tie Fighter with the dark saber. But and again, some people are like, "Go ahead." Finish. That's just that's just that's just a cool visual. You're just yes, like, "Oh exactly. shit, that's cool." Whatever right. that is. Right. Whereas if this season finale is them like saying like, "Oh, you know, Moff Gideon's been uh, has and his freighter have got have gone offline," and then uh, th- you suddenly have Thrawn turn to camera. Uh, it's like thank you for informing me X Y Z, and then you see him uh, go to talk to Ezra, who's in bindings because he's caught captured. Like if that's where it goes, no, you don't know who that is, but that's still a cool visual. Like who's this blue ch- dude? Like what's this all about? And that's just like that builds up the next it, chapter. It leaves people a lot of people. I don't. Know, Lauren probably is too en- engrossed in the canon. Uh, not not in a bad way, but like. I think it leaves a lot of people going, I know people know who these people are and I don't. And therefore this show isn't for me. There's a thing happening with season two that was not happening with season one. And I don't know if it's just that everybody's stuck in quarantine. So we've all got the, there's, there's, there's more time spent online or or stuff like that. But with the, the addition of so much EU stuff and so many other characters, uh, literally I wake up, you know, Friday morning and my timeline on, on Twitter and Facebook and everything is just like, here's five articles, each of which is explaining the 20 new things that you don't know about in the Mandalorian. And I'm like, okay, it sucks that everything's being spoiled, but at the same time, it's like, they're clearly relying on stuff that like casual star Wars fans are like at at first, at first blush would be like, that's cool. I want to know more about that. And then someone's like, Oh, well you can, here's 20 books. Here's here's a whole video game. Here's a whole, you know, other TV series to go watch. Seven seasons of a show. <laughs> exactly. And so it it has sort of created I think this this disconnect like like you're saying it's like people know these these other things are out there. Yeah. But not only that it's like damn, this TV show wants me to do homework. Yeah, very much. Mm. I think though I, it's funny because we started this podcast Lauren and, and I hope to have you back again. Sure. But to have 
to have a little background was the idea was I started asking questions to Ken and the answers were always like, Oh, go watch this. Well, go this in a book that's in this season. No, but I wanted to know, and I didn't want to know in the way that you find out from Wikipedia. I can go down that hole and sit online and be like, this stuff is really like, there's way too much of it here. I don't understand. I, and I just can't keep clicking through these articles and like, that's just not what people want to do. And so there's, there's, there's like three tiers of people, right? There's like the casual people that want to stay in the lane. There's the middle group that know there's an expanded universe and maybe they don't want to engage with it so much. There's this group kind of splinters both directions. They want to stay casual or they don't. And I was on the, they don't side when it came to a couple things that I ran into and I was like, well, then it's time. And so we started the podcast as I started rewatching Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, rewatching the first season of Clone Wars and then re- watching the rest of it and watching Rebels and starting to like get reconnected. And Kit and Ken were very kind in, in sitting through podcast episodes of me just asking them questions about Star Wars. Uh, leaving people with the idea that they're missing out is maybe cool to a lot of people, but not cool to some people. I don't know. I don't know where the line is there on who's interested in seeing a Thrawn show up on a bridge and cut to black. Yeah. I think there's definitely that, that level of like, well, we have to, we have to be inclusive to people who, who aren't going to go do all this because if, if it ends up just being the, you know, Mandalorian has been an incredible success as far as the star Wars um, franchise or, 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 or piece of media goes. And if they end up making it so esoteric that you can't even watch it without, yeah. you know, having already seen all these other shows and having a, a Wikipedia page open to yeah. understand what's going on, then it, it's not going to do well. Yeah, and and you'll absolutely continue to have the the articles that you were just talking about pop up in your morning feed, but what you won't have is the afternoon stuff that I have to avoid, <laughs> where I can't watch it till night. I know how to avoid the morning stuff, which is the people that that had articles paid for to run the second the thing hit so they could get clicks. And then the afternoon people who casually talk about what happens, it's amazing how big that audience is of like when Grogu got a name, that thing trended all day on yep. Twitter, right? It trended all day. And like I knew enough not to click on that. <laughs> it's like that's a weird thing. I shouldn't I sh- it's it's Mandalorian day. I need to not be in trends, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a good thing. And one of the funny, uh, articles that now that you mentioned it, that I actually read this last week was how amazing is it that, you know, the psyche of the world is being, is able to be taken by these types of things and streaming. We were talking about earlier streaming this type of way where you're not a Netflix and you don't dump everything all at once but you stream weekly one at a time and it, and and it keeps going back to the game of thrones style of being a weekly thing that people talk about there's a potential to either split this into becoming the most popular star wars thing of the time more popular than those sequels for sure right where it's more That's contempt in his voice no but <laughs> those more sequels <laughs> there's bad first of all <laughs> Star Wars is a, I, Star it's, Wars is a whole thing. It's There's a big, good, 
all it's of a it. big tent and if you love it i don't want you to feel like i'm saying you're not you Lauren. i'm saying you but but i'm saying anybody listening i i i appreciate a lot of those new movies and i really appreciate a lot of the actors in the new movies and i like the characters in some instances but we have constructive discussion about what makes them not coherent in a lot of cases for sure uh not coherent and to me not coherent could be better and therefore they're bad <laughs> started tangent to that is a tangent i'm trying to get to the point which is what i was saying is you have this idea that you could create this weekly discussion you can create this weekly buzz you can get people out there on twitter talking about it you could get everybody that's not on twitter talking about it and texting each other and they've gotten to that point they've hit it they are now at game of thrones level of being the show that people are talking about every week while it's on what they don't want to be is game of thrones where it was on and now no one's gonna talk about game of thrones ever again it's nope. a dead it's a dead property you probably will never see another book from it until GRRM is gone. And then maybe if his notes go to, you know, Sanderson, like every other author's notes go to Sanderson, he finishes the books. Uh, but there, there's no, if there was ideas and there probably were for spinoff shows for game of Thrones, they're gone. If there were ideas for other universe related, you know, like related books, all that type of stuff, that property was mishandled. And so the idea of sitting there with all this EU that you could drop in without saying this is the show for X people and and really redefining what it means to bring in characters could drop you into the wrong territory. And that's why I think you end up with the end of the season not being about an Ezra, not being about more than explaining what a dark saber is really honestly yeah. it's fair you know if we bring back Pokatan and have another episode of mandalorians it's going to be a tough for a lot of people i think i think that could actually be an interesting way if i mean if that's not if they don't use it somewhere else i think that actually could be an interesting way where the story goes like not necessarily like the Bo-Katan show but just <clears throat> who is a mandalorian in a world where they're going to retake mandalore like who does what does that make him if people he knows that are also have a similar creed uh, are deciding like and who've helped him in the past as he collects best friends across the planet or across the universe do they like hey we're gonna go retake Mandalore from the Empire we need your help like yeah. what is that like that could be where I mean the 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 Mandalorian is a great place for that story to take place so I mean. As speaking, I don't think it has to happen. I'm just. Well, saying. No, I'm just saying. Speaking as a fan of it, I can see why you would want. Speaking as a fan of Star Wars, especially, and knowing the EU as well as you guys do about what's missing, what's missing, right? Everyone, know, everyone that has watched all of this stuff, and I don't think you have to read any books to know that this is missing, knows that the story of Mandalore is not complete. There's yeah. a gaping hole in the middle that they have even alluded to in a show that is not specifically geared towards people that have watched every episode of the Clone Wars, right? Or Rebels. Yeah. And so knowing that there's this giant gaping hole between how we got from Clone Wars 
to uh, Sabine being in the Imperial Academy on Mandalore and, uh, you know, having the dark saber fallen from Bo-Katan's possession to um, Gideon's, right? There's this huge hole that I think a lot of, including myself, would not mind, a lot of people would not mind seeing filled by this show, right? There's that road to travel. There's the road they're on, which is like what I was uh, talking about before, the protector story, which is what we're still in, right? He's learning how to be a better protector all the time. And now we've got Boba Fett back in his own armor, which was really fun to see. <laughs> did I did not so realize I, that that was a shotgun, <laughs> by the way, until he started using it. <laughs> For the, I mean, since I, I'm, I've, I've built my own world of just nerds that I talk to. Do the do the people you talk to who are just uh, just subtle fans, uh, casual fans of Star Wars, do they know who Boba Fett is? Do they say like, "Oh, that's him in his armor. That's his armor," and that he's back? Did they, how did that land for them? I uh, was the only one in the room that jumped up when I saw Slave One hit the screen. Right? I was like, very curious about that. Like, yeah. And I, t- I texted a few other people and I was like, Slave One. And then, huh? Were you, a were you group people. watching it with the, with the I was text- Disney feature? No, I want to do that. We should do that. Like as a podcast group of, of fans, we should like get together and use that feature so that we all stay safe or whatever. But like I have a couple people on, on text while we watch it <coughs> at roughly the same time. And uh, a lot of times I wait till people are done. Because I'll text like, oh, I'm starting it now. And then they'll be starting it. A couple of us watch it around the same time uh, in that group that you're asking about specifically, uh, uh, casual yeah. fans. And like, yes, at a certain point, they knew who it was. But when you saw him on Tatooine, he was just a random dude. When yeah. uh, you saw the armor, people didn't really quite connect it the first time. Cause it didn't look like him before it looked like Cobb van. <laughs> and then when the ship, I venture doesn't look like him now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I like that black, yeah. the black under that armor Tunic looks thing. really good. Like with the Cape hanging out the back, just another black series for you to buy. No, Get ready. Uh, maybe it would have Next to... to this one and this one and this one. <laughs> It has to be in the the correct packaging to go next to my uh, Empire Strikes Back one. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, Fair but Slave One hits the screen, and I well, I don't know. Was I the only one that was like, "Yes, it is him! Hooray!" For me, there was never any question. Oh, okay. Um, it was Timur Morrison. Like, well, it had to. Who else would it be? Um, unless it was a clone and some people are like, well, maybe it's a clone. I'm like, it's not a clone. It's too deep. So a pull. I had hoped, I had hoped that it would be that deep a pull, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that deep a pull. I mean, we're not, I don't, I mean, I don't think we're done with, with, uh, Rosario Dawson. And so that by extension, I don't think we're done with Rex and we know that he was at the battle of Vendor. So I can see us getting a Rex cameo in some live action show. I just think it'll be. I think it'll throw people off too when they're like, "Wait, didn't we just see him in that Mando I don't show?" Think yeah, why that's is the he, thing, Matt, he's right? Not, he's not scarred up. He's got a beard. That's why, the I thing. Don't get it. That's why you won't see him probably outside of this role at this point. 
the number of people I had to going into the first season of Mandalorian had to be like, no, it's not about Boba Fett. Like, so I think for, for that exact reason, yeah, you, you're not going to see a live. If you do see a live action Rex, it probably won't be played by Timor Morrison or maybe it will. And they'll take that gamble. But like, I, I, I full on read, like I was reading articles still during season one where they were referring to Din as Boba Fett. And I was like, what did, what is happening? Did you watch this? Um, yeah. and so it's, it's that like casual level of confusion of like, oh, that's the armor that must be Boba Fett. So this must take place before episode four because the armor is still shiny. And the it's, which, which isn't necessarily a bad thing to, to, to go into these things as a casual observer, but it is like you said, and as, as sort of, we've been talking about this whole time, like it can be confusing. Um, absolutely. I, we, I, I had tons of questions. I kept asking these guys. Okay, so why doesn't he take his helmet off? Because I've never heard that before this show brought it up, right? Okay, why? Uh, well, there was the big question, too, uh, that we got answered this time. about yeah, which about who... A lot of people... Uh, oh, Boba, uh, well, the big question that got answered from a lot of people that are fans of um, EU stuff... Mm-hmm wondered for a while was is boba fett was jango fett an actual mandalorian person or did he steal the armor or whatever like the yeah. the implication for a while i think from a lot of previous eu was that maybe boba fett was not in fact a true quote unquote you know uh dna or whatever you like a, a hereditary mandalorian yeah. And so they finally well, take that and they put it to rest by saying, no, like found, you know, we've explained to you what a foundling is in season one. So now it's time to say, hey, the backstory of this character is they are also foundling. And so therefore they are Mandalorian. There's no more question about it. Well, I mean, that this actually pulls back to Clone Wars episode where Obi-Wan Kenobi tell is speaking to one of the officials. He's like, I had a run in with, with someone wearing Mandalor- Mandalorian armor Jango Fett, like what? What about him? Because because at that point they show that a, a someone in Mandalorian armor it would, did did a heist or something essentially, if I remember correctly. And he's like, oh, you know, no one, no no Mandalorian would do that. We're peaceful people now. And he's like, well, what about Jango Fett? And he's like, well, no, he was he's just a common bounty hunter. I don't know how he got his armor. And people pointed to that, saying like, oh, see, this is this is us clarifying that he's not a true Mandalorian. Yeah. But with this new context, you also have to think about it. Of this is someone who is. Of you know, of royal lineage within the, and also he's also a liar in the story too, but he's of royal lineage, and he's like, oh no, he's not, he's not a Mandalorian, who's likely someone who's like, oh, foundlings aren't Mandalorians, they're 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 not born into it, so it's, I mean, if you get go back into the idea of like it's a religion, these are people who are who adopt that religion, these are people who, uh, I'm a convert, and so that I'm you know now I'm now I'm this religion, and people are like no. I've lived this life. You're not a convert. You're not this. I'm this. And you're just an outsider. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because Boba, unlike all the others so far, doesn't he isn't raised that way. He was born. He was raised for how long before Django is dead? And then he's on his own being raised by bounty hunters. So he's not even in general. He's some Child sort of castaway Mandalorian in, in a way. Yeah, you know he's a he's a foundling castaway. I don't I don't know how you well, square that circle. 
Well, he's essentially he's he was he's been raised since since his birth by by Django because there's no they mentioned that there's no no genetic modification. So he up until the age that he was essentially what t- ten there, yeah, he was th- that age, and they didn't they didn't fast track his DNA, they didn't do any aging to him. He came out at that age as a baby, and then they he raised him himself. So he did he he was raised by Django, and even Django being a a foundling of the of a different sect maybe had they had different beliefs and in if if you're if you're canonizing open season they took off their helmets in that in that clan all the time so if you're canonizing that at least for this discussion then it's just a different sect it's like a different like there's you can name 14 different types of christians out there so and they they okay, what do Fort okay, evangelicals, <laughs> just go, just go, Baptists. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Stop. Okay. Um, but so there's all those different splinters of of one belief, and so like, oh, that's maybe he just came from a different one. So, and he, we don't ever see Django remove his helmet during the original trilogy, but we saw him as a kid do it. So it's like, where does this he takes off his helmet in the original trilogy? Django or Boba? Boba. Oh, you said Jang, so I was confused. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my bad. Uh, yeah, we don't see Boba take off his helmet in the original trilogy, so that's part of what them, you know, them kind of like, oh, well, we, since we never saw that, maybe that informed their decision in the in the Mandalorian. Maybe, and but, then, but yeah. Lauren brought up a good point that people for a while were saying, oh, the Mandalorian, so it's about Boba Fett. So I think a lot of casual people along the way already knew who that was, and so the idea that he's back and he's cool and he hits people with a gaffy stick really hard. Uh, is fun, but now we've brought back in the one that people were confused about. Where yeah. do you where do you go from here? Do you write him back out? Does he just stay on the show? I think they're gonna do. It, it's gonna be a two part finale. They're gonna finish it up, um, and then their debt will be repaid, and Fennec and Boba will go back to Tatooine or or off into the universe somewhere um and mando will go get a new ship it would be really cool if he had slave one just saying maybe he does get slave one or maybe that he gets be... slave two. Oh yeah <laughs> which one is... this is the slave two right no, this is slave, slave one. one slave two the new batch slave two is like flat ship i think I'm I'm googling it because I know I never remembered there being oh yeah slave two is like flat the yeah. slave two looks like the moldy crow there's a two and a three and a four what three is three is another uh, I don't know what the type of ship that that slave one is but I think three is another slave one am I Oi. wrong I I'm just looking at pictures but yeah they're weird it's not flat so much as like really squared up it looks like the moldy crow to a degree and that's a little interesting. It's very angular. It's because the slave one is so rounded and it's, it's very, very yeah. round. Hmm. He had to use slave two when he crawled out of the Sarlacc pit in. Uh, old EU. In old EU. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and because slave... that Sarlacc was actually force sensitive because it ate a Jedi. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it was a thing. I don't remember. It, it, it was the midichlorians, up. the M count. Yeah in a comic or, or a novel or something, but the, there was a Jedi in that Sarlacc. I, I really don't know that there's a good explanation for why Boba doesn't have his armor. 
I've been thinking about this the whole podcast. Whenever whenever he got out, he wasn't fully aware of his senses and someone took it off of him and they healed him. And he's like, where's my armor? He's like, oh, we sold that because we, we needed food. So we, but we healed you. He's like, yeah. why'd you do that? And he, this is why. Because we needed to feed you. Slave 4 is not a good looking ship. <laughs> it looks like the Spruce Goose. It is the Spruce Goose with just no wings on it. Fair enough. Ugh. I googled Slave 4 and all I got is the Britney Spears song I'm a slave for you. Oh, <laughs> use the number. And then No, maybe... use the Roman numeral. No, don't it has use... the Oh, the Roman numeral that would mean. Oh, sorry. Maybe I said that wrong. Yeah. There's a link here for oh, Miles wow. Cyrus. Yeah. It's <laughs> rad. The Slave 4 rules. You like that? <laughs> it's are bigger than the rest of the a, ship. That's it's an awesome. amphibious starship. It, lo- it looks a little bit like the Razor Crest. Lauren loves loves Tailspin. So he's like, this is what it's about. Oh, it like, does look like tailspin. tailspin. You're right. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. It does, look, it does look like the ship from Tailspin that I don't remember the name of. Um, I also love these tiny, if, if you're looking at a picture of the Slave 4, Right at the base of of where like the body is connected to the engines, there's there's two gun turrets that can't possibly shoot anything because they're pointed directly at the engines. Oh my gosh, I didn't even <laughs> see those. That's this is a well, this is a very well designed ship. This I thing didn't is even cool. see those. those are, and it looks like there's guns above the cockpit too. Yeah, there's. I thought that was like the part <laughs> of the cockpit. No, there's just more. No, guns. there's just more guns on the cockpit. Yeah. Uh, thing, so as so, we. As we leave our, our listeners with the idea of, hey, go go Google the Slave 4, use the Roman numerals, yeah. and you'll see the Sea Duck from Tailspin. Sea Duck, there you go. <laughs> you know we're off topic and about done when we're talking about Tailspin. Although, is that on Disney Plus? It is. This is not a free Just, ad for Disney Plus. We all pay for it. Yeah. Uh, but but do, do stick around for our sub-sub-pod, Tailspin. Also... <laughs> <laughs> you, you Every episode, hey, you're not allowed to bring up sub pods unless you have good names for them. This is a rule. Okay, fine. Then, then when are we doing Gate Crashers? Because like, we need to talk about. I know we do uh, need Star to Gate. talk about Gate, gate Crashers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Lauren, thank you for uh, joining us on such short notice to uh, talk about crazy amounts of Star Wars. I know it's a lot. But Star Wars. I know who doesn't, right? A lot of people. <sighs> yeah. I think I know the name of yeah. our. Our podcast, there, buddy. It's called the Cloud Cloud Kickers. But we're missing Kit. That's this is kit the word. Kickers, that's the... not Kitters. Well, what no, like... I know, but yeah. no, Everybody... Kit Cloud Kicker. That's cloud who he kicker. is. It's Kit Cloud Kicker. Oh. Right, but we're we're missing Kit. Yeah, that's we true. don't have him. Does he like so... Tailspin? This he I mean... loves Kit Cloud Kicker because it's one of the few characters <laughs> that has a name aside from Kit Fisto. He's like he like he's like I love Kit Fisto and I love Kit Cloud Kicker because they have my name. There you go. Uh, I don't, Lauren. Do you have uh, stuff to shout out? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, I'm on a podcast called Nerds on a Roll, which is an actual play podcast. We play primarily a game called Masks. It is about comic book superheroes, um, and it's really fun. We do some cool stuff over there. We've got. God, we're, we're on season three now. Um, so check that out. Nerds on a roll. If you like uh, things like Teen Titans or Young Justice, uh, you could follow me on Twitter at DM underscore LSP. Sometimes I tweet about the games that I write there. 
There you go. And right on, man. He's also, I mean, check him out there because he's got some games on itch, itch.io. That's itch.io. I think it's just forward slash DMLSP. It's not, uh, there's no underscore in that one. Or you could just Google Kissing Capes, which is uh, the game I wrote about messy teenage superhero relationships. Uh, shout that out one more time. Itch.io DM. It should just be DMLSP. Okay. I'm not, maybe I don't know how to type, but that's okay. Let me see if it, sometimes itch is weird. Let me find it out. Itch is cool. If people, while you're looking that up, it's dmlsp.itch.io. That's what it is. Yeah. They put it in front. They yeah. put it in front. And there's some good stuff there. You should go check that out because it's cool. Mechtex. Uh, yeah, Mechtex is a, a game I wrote about being the engineers who try to keep like Gundams running between battles um, and watching your squad die around you. Um, It's, it's very much inspired by mobile suit Gundam 08 MS team. The best Gundam. It's it's one of my favorites. (laughs) Absolutely. It's one of the best ones. I think it's, it's cool because it's so grimy. None of the other Gundams, they get too fancy, you know, and you're like, how'd you build that? That's why uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans is up there for me, because it's grimy. IBO is fantastic. I'm I'm in the middle of uh, a rewatch of it, actually. Oh, there you go. I got to find out if JJ finished that. Anyway, uh, okay, cool. So, dmlsp at .itch.io. Nerds on a roll. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Ken. Uh, Just check out my stuff at Comic Banter. You'll find the live stream. We're on YouTube. Look up Comic Banter, at Comic Banter on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. You'll find us. We're doing stuff. We're going to probably have one more episode this year um, doing okay. talking about what ifs, and then cool. we're going to probably wrap it up till 2021 just because it's, I mean, it's, I mean, 2020 has been a hectic year, and with family and the holidays, it's probably going to be one more episode. Tough to do. Yeah. But check Especially, out the archives. You guys have a lot of production on that, so it's tough to do. Yeah. It's time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks both for joining me and listening to my crazy thoughts and uninformed opinions about Star Wars as I explore it more for carbon scoring and we were gamers. And it was really fun, I think. It's gonna be Calcastus. It's gotta be Calcastus. <laughs> Galen Merrick. <laughs> you went to Galen Merrick, but not Quinlan Boss. That's surprising. I don't, well, because we haven't seen Quinlan Voss or anything hide nor hair of him since the Clone Wars episodes he's in, and that's it. That's a felony like move, then. That's the yeah, most felony move, that, right? It would be, especially because he survived in 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 so many iterations. He survived, so. 